Today we're talking about moving towards better health, better mental health. And while moving your body and getting exercise is, of course, filling your bucket, taking physical self-care, today we're going to talk about how moving your body actually improves your mental health or is emotional self-care as well. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. And today we're talking about movement, moving towards better mental health and how moving your body is not only physical self-care, but it's also emotional self-care because you are taking care of your mental health. And as you know, as I've been teaching you and we've been talking about your mental health and your emotional health are interconnected the fact that our emotions actually stem from our thoughts and our, cogn- and our cognitions. And so our mental health is important to take care of, our emotional health and our physical health, as well as all of the other pillars of self-care. So one, I want to kind of make sure that we're all on the, self- all on the, self- all on the same page, whereas today I'm talking about movement, okay? And I want you to think, when you think about movement, what are some of the things that come up to you, come up in mind for you? Um, I want to make sure that moving your body, we understand that moving your body is indeed exercise. You don't need to go into a sweat. You don't need to put on workout clothes. You don't need to be at a gym to move your body. Moving your body is stretching, walking, It could include running or any other aerobic exercise. It could include playing sports or getting outside and just playing ball with your with your kids or, um, you know, going on a hike. All of these things are movement. Exercise encompasses all this, and you don't have to join a gym or you don't have to take an exercise class to move your body. And so that's what I'm talking about today varying the intensity right like it could be high intensity or it could be low intensity of just taking a walk or stretching or yoga or it could include higher intensity like aerobics or running or um you know those activities where you are breaking out in a sweat and you're breathing heavily and your heart rate's going up and all that so today we're talking about just simply moving our bodies so what benefits do we get How does moving our body affect our mental health? How does our mental health benefit from getting up and moving? It positively affects our sleep. One, when you're moving, when you're up moving your body during the day, you sleep better at night because you have that physical activity. It, you know, uses your muscles and brings in lots of oxygen and that that will help you sleep better at night. It releases tension. So exercise is a form and moving your body. I'm going to just use those interchangeably here, moving and exercising. But exercising will um, 
that is a physical stress. Like it's causing physical stress to your body, but it also relieves mental stress and it relieves that tension. You can, I mean, just think of that when you're sitting at your desk for a long time or you're like in one position sitting on the couch, you know, I know we don't sit very long, but as far as like sitting and relaxing, but even just sitting at your desk working, you end up, you know, with cramps or like when you do stand up, usually that's when you notice when you stand up and you're like, oh my gosh, and like have to do some stretching. And even if you're feeling tired, getting up out of your desk and actually, or getting up like wherever you are, your kitchen table and doing some stretches, some deep breathing, getting some oxygen in you is going to help you get more energy. And the more energy you get during the day, the more your body is able to rest at night. So getting exercise and moving your body is going to naturally improve your sleep. When you get better sleep, you also get in a better mood. But you also get in a better mood by moving your body. And so um, there's actually lots of studies that have been done that have linked decreased depression to increased exercise, increased movement. Now, there's all kinds of reasons for this. One being that our body or our, our naturally releases hormones or endorphins, which are like those feel good chemicals, the production gets stimulated when you're moving your body. So release of endorphins, feelings of relaxation. When you, we all know that taking a hot like a, getting in a hot tub or a sauna or taking a nice warm bath or even a warm shower, you feel better afterwards. It's one of my number one things, like when my kids are not feeling good, like why don't we, why don't you get a nice warm shower? Why don't you get a nice warm bath? Because it will cause the tension of your muscles to just relax so much that and, and your body starts stimulating those endorphins. It's the same effect when we exercise because one, your body is like in response, just like in a hot tub, your body fights to cool down. And when it cools down, it just is a relaxation in itself. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So aside from decreased depression, we also get decreased anxiety for the same reasons as the depression, um, that those feelings of relaxation. Also, depression. To treat depression, one of the techniques that we use is behavioral activation. And what this involves is when you are feeling depressed, your motivation is way low. You don't feel like doing anything. And so behavioral activation works in that we start with activities that are the easiest and the most rewarding. And moving your body 
could fall under this. So when you schedule it in, right? And I always thought about like writing down your self-care, like making sure that you're making dates with yourself during the day and, and during the week and making sure that you are intentional about your self-care. So when you schedule in, take a walk around the block, right? Start with something so easy. Even if it's take a walk three, three houses away or, or start even smaller. At three o'clock, I'm going to walk one loop around the inside of my house or I'm gonna walk upstairs and then downstairs just for the heck of it. Starting very small, if you're already feeling depressed, could come in the form of moving your body. And then those chemicals are gonna get released. It's gonna be positive reinforcement because you're gonna feel like, hey, I can do that. How many times have you decided to start like an exercise program or whatever? And you're like, I'll just start with five minutes. I'll just get on the bike for five minutes. And then you end up doing 10 minutes, right? So even if you've only done five minutes, you're feeling like that sense of mastery and that sense of accomplishment, but then you are able to push yourself to go further. Same thing here. You know, if you are not used to moving your body each day, then start so small, commit to just walking five minutes. And you're gonna find that once you do that five minutes, you're gonna feel that sense of mastery, which also comes with the behavioral activation. That's what we work towards, is finding things that are gonna give you that sense of mastery and the sense of pleasure. And you can get both from movement. And find movement that you like. If you don't like it, it's not something you're gonna to stick to. And there's so many different ways to move your body. If you're not liking it or you're not feeling it that day, find something else. So I, we talked about how it improves sleep, how it decreases feelings of depression and anxiety. It improves your mood. It relieves your stress because it re reduces your body's stress hormones of adrenaline and cortisol which are both stress hormones. And it stimulates the production of the endorphins, those feel-good chemicals and those natural painkillers that, you know, that your body can release. And so you're going to be in less pain the more you move, which is why, like I said, when you're sitting at your desk or you're sitting in one, one position for so long, getting up and moving is going to help you relieve some of the pain and some of the maybe cramping and all of those other negative things that happen when you're sitting too long. There's a, I'm trying to think, I should have wrote it down, but there's some something that they're saying nowadays is like sitting is the new smoking. Like the effects on your body and not, not moving your body can have the same effects as smoking. So I don't know about that, cause, uh, you know, but they're pretty detrimental if you're not including movement into your day. We talked about how movement gives you bursts of energy. It increases your energy. It's much better than downing coffee or Coke all day, is to actually get up and move your body. Getting, the, getting that oxygen in your lungs, which comes because when you're moving, you have, you're breathing a bit heavier than you are if you're just sitting. And so by bringing in that increased oxygen, that's going to get, give you that energy naturally. It also helps you clear your mind. It gives it, what's it say? It improves your mental capacity. It, it clears your mind. It allows you to think more clearly. 
be more focused. And so, um, do you know about the Pomodoro method? Let me know in the comments if you've ever heard of the Pomodoro method. But what that is, is you work focused time for like 20 minutes or 20, I think it's 20 minutes to 25 minutes. And then you actually get up out of your seat. You go either outside, go get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, like you're actually moving for that five or 10 minutes. And then you come back and you can refocus. And so that feeds on this whole concept of moving your body and how it improves your mental capacity and your ability to focus and get things done. So you actually become more productive when you are able to move your body. And then finally, it helps your self-esteem. One, that sense of mastery. And then two, it gives you self-confidence. It's, you know, to get up and move your body each day requires discipline, requires consistency. And that's going to help build your self-confidence and your self-esteem. The minimum amount of movement that's recommended is 45 to 90 minutes a week. That's, that's only an hour and a half, 45 minutes to an hour and a half a week. Divide that up over seven days, you're only seven minutes, not even seven minutes a day. But I mean, of course, we would. it would be awesome if you could get movement every day and get up and move your body. But one easy way to do it is just focus on doing it three or four times a week. If you do it three times a week, that's only 15 minutes a day. And now, of course, this is the minimum amount of movement that you need in order to get the mental health benefits that I just talked about. If you move more, it's even better. So are you able to commit? Let me know in the comments if you are able to commit to just moving your body 15 to 30 minutes a day for three days a week. It's pretty easy to do. Once you commit to it, once you start scheduling it in and you start doing it, that positive reinforcement will kick in and you'll start realizing like, hey, I'm thinking better, I'm feeling better, I've got more energy, I'm less stressed or I'm feeling the effects of stress much less. These are those things that you're gonna start noticing and it's gonna keep, it's gonna be like a, you know, that my mind is blank. It's gonna just keep you going, right? Rochelle, you've been doing, I didn't even know you were on, but you have been doing so well. I was actually just bragging you up the other day, how you joined my group, but like you have been like really focusing on yourself and getting yourself, you know, to a point where you're feeling good and by, by engaging and implementing self-care into your life. So how to get more movement in your day. One, schedule it in. Mark it on your planner. Set a timer on your phone. Two o'clock. When you start feeling low energy, like whatever time of day that is for you, set a timer on your phone. We always have our phone on us. So set a timer to get up and move. Um, if you have like a Fitbit or one of the exercise monitors, a lot of times those are built in. I know I used to wear a Fitbit and it would buzz. At, I had it set for 10 minutes to the hour. And when I was seeing counseling clients consistently, right, we had the, the 50-minute hour. And so at, at 10 of, 10 of the next hour, it would buzz 
It would just be like a light vibrate, but it would remind me just to get up. You know, I, I'd like to do my notes in between, but I get up and I just kind of, I walked out into the hallway because I was at the agency at the time and I would walk around, we had this little loop and I'd come back and get back to work. But you can do this even if you're at home all day or, you know, just set that timer on your phone, use the alarm just to, you know, remind you like, okay, I can just get up and move and make a lap around your house, even get up and just do some stretches. Do five jumping jacks and sit back down if you if that's what you need to do just to get that movement going. Wake up. When you wake up, do five minutes of movement. I know people that have, have get down on the floor, they do 10 push-ups and crunches and some jumping jacks, maybe some jump rope. I am not that, <laughs> I'm not that let's get up and do that kind of person. So maybe stretching would do for you. Like just standing up or sitting at the edge of your bed and doing some stretches, getting that blood pumping and the muscles moving. Habit building, attach the movements to things you already do. So maybe it's brushing your teeth. I always go to brushing your teeth because I'm a stickler for brushing my teeth and I always want my kids to brush their teeth. And so I know it's something that I do at least twice a day. So maybe after you brush your teeth, you do those five jumping jacks. Or maybe after you put on your shoes and before you head out the door, you do some squats. You know, like just include, and it doesn't have to be that kind of exercise. I'm just thinking, uh, that's just going what's going through my mind. But adding some movement Attaching it to things that you're already doing could help make it more of a habit and more part of your routine. And then finally, like I said before, if you don't like it, if, you, if it's something that like you do not have to get out and start running if you don't like running or you don't have to do push-ups if you don't like push-ups, like you do not have to move your body in a way that does not, you don't like it. Now, of course, if you're not used to doing it, you may have to push yourself a bit out of your comfort zone and try things. But you're not going to, you're likely not to, not going to stick to anything if you don't like it. There are so many ways to move your body. I tried a belly dancing class once. <laughs> that was, that was kind of comical. I just can't get my hips to move that way. But it was fun and I wanted to try it, but it's not something that I'm going to use every single day to move my body. But I could dance or I could do jumping jacks, like things that I, I don't mind doing. I like walking. And so the past few days I've been getting out and just taking a walk around the block. Not long, but enough to just get my energy up and to bring some oxygen and get my muscles moving. It doesn't have to be like I said, a huge workout. You don't have to get in workout clothes. You don't even have to break a sweat. But it is important that you do it. So commit to doing it. What you do is up to you. It can change every day. You can keep it the same if that's what's up your alley. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, 
would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone. So I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses, but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.